Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 112 of the PATH Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on the PATH this week. Um, It is Easter week. So exciting. Um, This is like... The big game for us in church yeah. in church world, right? So, um, it's a, and it's an, uh, it's an exciting week to um, to think about and reflect on who Jesus is. Yeah. And um, you know, yesterday was Palm Sunday. The Sunday before Easter is always Palm Sunday when we celebrate Jesus's triumphal entry into um, in, into Jerusalem. And one of the things that I love that again, this goes back to we've talked about this several times on the podcast and here at church that um, as we plan. Or sermon series, it we cannot take credit for how God lines things up. So, it was perfect that in in this sermon series that in the fullness of time came mm-hmm. on Palm Sunday that yeah. that we would celebrate um, that Jesus arrives at the perfect moment. Yeah. Um, so, this week we talked about how um, you know that eternity is written on our hearts, a thing that we've learned, but then also Jesus comes to accomplish something that we could not accomplish on our own at the perfect moment. Uh, so Derek, maybe if just take a couple minutes and um, let's recap kind of what we talked about yesterday. And, and maybe I think it might help if we just kind of discuss as we go through, because you kind of had three points and three passages yesterday. And um, maybe let's just discuss some handles, hold on to as mm-hmm. we go through that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so kind of an, uh, an overview then, um, and then we'll kind of maybe go yeah. um, dig in. Um, so we, we talked about that idea that Jesus came in the fullness of time, right? When when everything had gotten to the point of mm-hmm. of culmination of you know, God's redemptive plan, yeah. uh, here here it was the perfect time for this to happen. Some of the terminology we're using that with that it comes from J. Warner Wallace. He sure. uses the fuse terminology. Yeah. Of you know this fuse leading up to this explosive moment uh, um, in a case, or in this case um, with with Jesus. With Jesus yeah. And so we've talked about these fuses in the past weeks uh, that kind of lead up to that the the cultural fuse, the spiritual fuse, mm-hmm. prophetic fuse, the prophetic fuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the the cultural fuse is the fact that you know everything worked out to where Rome is in control mm-hmm. of the known world building roads and infrastructure that across the you know yeah. across um, you know Israel and everywhere yeah, all you know, across the, Europe and all yeah, that, yeah all roads lead to Rome yeah. and that's you really have that coming to fruition and uh, also it just so happens that the Pax Romana is mm-hmm. enacted in this time and so it allowed other religions and other ideas to flourish during right. this time and so they weren't squashed out or you know whatever so it was perfect timing for Jesus to come for uh, his disciples to go out in his name after he died and rose again yeah. um, it just really fit this time frame perfectly um, the the spiritual fuse is the fact that you know there there all these other thoughts and ideas these other belief systems mm-hmm. But at the core of it is this deeper heart, you know, this deeper desire, this deeper um, look in everyone's heart for someone to fill the void in their life. So, yeah. you know, for the for God, you know, really a search for God, and then they substitute with other gods. But right. but ultimately it's that, and then Jesus <clears throat> comes and fulfills all those desires that the human heart has. Yeah, um, and that we we see that in Ecclesiastes three eleven. We talked about that yesterday. Is that Eternity is written on their hearts. Yeah. Um, you know that everyone has 
this this um, desire for an eternal life. Yeah. Um, and then Jesus comes and meets that fully and perfectly. Um, and then the other fuse is the prophetic fuse we talked about last week, and that is that God, you know, is painting this uh, this beautiful uh, plan of um, of salvation, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's foretold through the the Old Testament prophets. It leads right. up to Christ. Christ meets all those, and mm-hmm. you know the you know the probability of him even doing eight is like ten and. Um, you know, ten to the set one and ten to the seventeenth power. You yeah. know, and all you know, one and one quadrillion. You know, yeah. that's the the odds of just fulfilling eight of those. The the New Testament uh, gospel writers mention fifty. Yeah, know, that Jesus fulfills, and he he fulfills even more. Right. So you have all these fuses leading up to this moment, and and um, you know, Jesus dies. Jesus. Uh, resurrects Jesus meets with his uh, disciples uh, gives them some marching orders and in Acts chapter 1 uh, 6 through 8 they say okay so now yeah Is now this when you're gonna set up your kingdom? you're gonna set up your kingdom in Jerusalem and Israel yeah and Jesus is like okay you don't you just don't get yeah. it, right? And right. so he says yeah I, I imagine <laughs> I picture those memes where yeah Jesus is like Okay, I'm going to start over. <laughs> Let me know where you get lost. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe we're inter- interjecting that into Jesus. Oh, but sure. at the end yeah. of the day, he says, it's not for you to worry about. Yeah, exactly. It's not for you to worry about the times that the Father has set mm-hmm. in his authority is what he says. Yeah. And so, um, and then he says that, that famous line, you know, uh, Acts 1-8, we know so well. That's right. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, mm-hmm. to the ends of the earth, right? So, um, so that takes place. Jesus says, hey, the time thing God has in control. Yeah. Well, Paul understood this. So we looked at Acts chapter 1, 6 through 8. Mm-hmm. We also looked at what Paul wrote to the church at uh, in Galatia, where he told them in verse chapter four, verses four through five, he says, "In the fullness of time, or when the time had mm-hmm. been completed, yeah. um, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that He could adopt us mm-hmm. as sons." Right. That's right. So the same idea, right? That God's timing is perfect, and there was a specific time that Jesus was to arrive mm-hmm. to accomplish all these things. <clears throat> so uh, our goal necessarily wasn't to be as, um, um, yeah, our goal yesterday was not to be as, like, let me try to address the skeptical mind, which yeah. we have been mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways doing. This was just to say, hey, listen to what Jesus' followers have said about him. Listen to what he said about himself. Yeah. Listen to how the Father created this you know this plan yeah so the first thing we talked about was the father set redemption at the center of his plan remember Mm -hmm. jesus said it's not for you to worry about times yeah what you need to worry about is focusing on god and being filled by the holy spirit Mm -hmm. yeah he's saying you don't need to be worried about the times that god has already set in place and it reminded me that terminology, that set terminology, mm-hmm. that reminded me of kind of what I've been teaching on Wednesday nights uh, about God's biblical, the biblical theology of God's redemption. Yeah. 
And it starts in the in the book of Exodus that a people are in exile. God releases them from that and delivers them through through Moses. And and he does that again and again and again and again, mm-hmm. right, through yeah. the Old Testament. And so it's this, uh, one of the statements in the book we're using on Wednesday nights, it says that God, he always points to that because in the, in the Old Testament he says, Hero Israel, like mm-hmm. the God is God is one, uh, the Lord is uh, the Lord is one, the Lord is God, who brought you? He brought you out of the land of Egypt, yeah. right? He he's constantly reminding them, yeah. redemption, redemption. I'm the God mm-hmm. of the Exodus. I'm the God of redemption. Yeah. I'm the God of deliverance. I'm the God of salvation. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, wait, if God, if Jesus is saying that the Father set all these times in His authority. Mm-hmm. He set this time because the whole point of everything is redemption. Yeah. The whole point of everything culminates with Jesus. Right. Right? <clears throat> Paul acknowledges in the fullness of time Jesus came. It at the exact time God meant for it to do, like it's it's um you said it as we were talking ahead ahead of time, it's this 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 beautiful painting that yeah. God is is uh, putting these beautiful strokes in, yeah. and then if you scan back and realize it's this beautiful picture of Jesus and right. His redemptive plan. Yeah, and I love what you said earlier is that oftentimes we kind of like we're we're only looking at one corner of the painting, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, and going, well, what does this mean right here? And we're mm-hmm. missing the rest of the painting right. that's happening. Yeah, yeah. and so um, you know the fact that God is the God of the Exodus, God is God of deliverance. And all that culminates on Jesus. All that, mm-hmm. all that, um, all that um, terminates on Jesus. Like he is the whole point of yeah. of all these things prior. Right. He's the point of everything afterwards, and everything hinges on him mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. Which is which is really the whole impetus of why J. Warner Wallace began to. Uh, Investigate. investigate Christianity anyway yeah. because he went to a church a pastor said Jesus is the most important person all the time yeah. and he's like no, no I'm, I'm going <laughs> right. to disprove that yeah. and sure enough eventually you know, spoiler alert comes he is. <laughs> yeah, he to is. find that Jesus is <laughs> right Yeah. how does that sit with you just this idea that Jesus you know the father has this redemptive plan that's at the center of all things, culminating in Jesus. Yeah, I think it's I think it's beautiful. Um, it this is one of this is like commercial one of, or like commercial number one for why biblical theology is so important that mm-hmm. um, that we we're looking at the whole picture of Scripture of how it does. It starts back. It actually starts back in Genesis yeah. chapter three when God says there, um, you know, that Jesus will come. There will a, a Savior mm-hmm. will come, mm-hmm. and 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 that thread is traced throughout the entirety of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yet it all hinges right at the gospels. You're mm-hmm. right. That it's Jesus is the center of that. And, um, and I, I love the fact that, um, that God is so good to paint a picture for us. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't owe that to us. Mm-hmm. He could just, you know, boom, make it happen. Mm-hmm. But he paints the picture to say, Look! Look at how much I love you. Yeah. Look at look at the links that I've gone to. Look at the plan that I put together uh, to redeem you, and that's just a beautiful thing. And I think that so often we, um, you know, the the phrase that we've used a lot is that we we lose the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. That that we are like on this one little corner going, well, what is this thing here in the background? And it's not that that little corner is not important, but if we're only focused on that one little corner of the painting we miss the whole beautiful picture mm-hmm. that God has painted. 
Um, and so uh, I, I think that it's it's this beautiful thing that God has set redemption as the center of his plan. And then he says, hey, by the way, here's my whole plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let me show you what I'm doing, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is just... It's just a testament to God's grace. It's a testament to God's love for His people. Mm-hmm. It's a testament to God's um, His His covenant love, His steadfast love, His hesed that we've talked mm-hmm. about. That um, that He's going to continue to work and do what only He can work mm-hmm. and do. That mm-hmm. um, that it's not like it's not like God created this foolproof plan that anybody could put into action. God created a plan mm-hmm. that only He can perform. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a testament to God's power and might and um, perfect perspective to be able to see it all uh, at the same time. And mm-hmm. I just it it gets me excited, man. Like yeah. it just makes me it makes me want to worship, you know, to see it. Oh yeah. So second thing we talked about uh, in looking at Galatians four mm-hmm. uh, four through five was that you know Jesus is that one that mm-hmm. you know it's this idea that. Yes, redemption as the center of God's plan, and Jesus as at the very heart of that yeah. center of that plan. Yep. Right? We talked about this in the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. in Revelation chapter 5, when we see the lambs at the center of the throne. Yeah. It's the lamb, the slaughtered lamb there, not not the lion of Judah. You know? yeah. And it's the idea that you know Jesus, uh, meek and mild, um, and his, his, re- his redemption... Uh, his redemptive plan and him him um, you know born of a woman born under the law who came so that you know he would be a sacrifice and that he could adopt us yeah. as his children is at the very core that's the whole reason Jesus mm-hmm. came Jesus came to set people free yeah he came to rescue people he came to give redemption he came to deli- to that's deliver right. us he's a better Moses mm-hmm. he's a better Israel he's a better David mm-hmm. he he is um, he came and he accomplished those things that no one else could yeah and nothing else can right and that's the thing is that and we talked about this yesterday is that so often we seek because we have this eternity written on our hearts right yeah so we tr- we seek to fill that void we try we seek right. to fill that uh, that that desire that deep longing we seek other things oftentimes yes because they're easier or they're quicker or the temptation is there for them to well you just do this and you'll yeah you'll have all yeah so we seek that in money Mm -hmm. we some seek that in substances uh some people seek that in uh sex or um you know uh relationships yeah uh some people seek that in fame uh fortune um, yeah. Some people seek that in religious pursuit that yeah. is empty religious pursuit, right. right? That has no substance to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the what Jesus was saying to the Pharisees. You're like whitewashed sepulchers. You're uh, like a tomb that mm-hmm. is beautiful on the outside, ornate, mm-hmm. lovely on the inside. It's just dead, dead yeah. you know. And so that there's there are it's not just like mythology. Where these peoples and these people groups throughout you know all the centuries that people have lived are trying to fill their void you know, with some kind of idol or some other god, we we also try to fill it with all these other things. Yeah, and the only thing that will satisfy us, the only thing that will fill us, the only thing that will accomplish what what redemptive what redemption what you know was set to do to begin with. Yeah, is the Redeemer, is Christ, <laughs> right? It's right. Jesus. 
Only He will satisfy. <clears throat> Only He will fill. Mm-hmm. Only He will give us what we're seeking for and searching for. You know, and yeah. so um, that's important for us to realize is right. that you know stop looking in all these other places for fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Look to Christ. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think you you don't have to live a whole lot of life to realize that all those other things will eventually let you mm-hmm. down. Um, I mean, you take the pursuit of, of, um, material things. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like say you're working towards the, whatever the thing is, fill mm-hmm. in the blank, you get that thing and then you realize, well, that wasn't really it. You know, yeah. I, I need more. Right. Yeah. Or, well, there's if, such a thing as buyer's remorse. Yeah, so absolutely. Like just, yeah. absolutely. If it, you fill in the blank with anything. Yeah. Once you get that thing, it's yeah. like, oh, well, this is not what I thought it was going to yeah. be. Right. Um, whether it's, fame or substances mm-hmm. or money or whatever it is you always want more yeah. and that i think that's the thing that is beautiful about jesus is that when we when we realize that he is the thing that we're looking for you come to him and you are satisfied yeah well all of our hopes are satisfied mm-hmm. in him and i think that's why that's one of the reasons that i love the book of hebrews so much mm-hmm. is that there, there's some dense things in hebrews like it's hard yeah. there's, there's some stuff there's in there, a lot there yeah. but um, I would encourage anyone who's listening to just go read the book of Hebrews. And now there's gonna there's gonna be some points in there where you're like, hold on, I'm I'm lost. But I think that the the overarching theme of the book of Hebrews is that Jesus is better than anything you could search yeah. for. He's better than anything you're trying to fill your hole your hole that's in your heart with. And um, and so it's it, it's just something that I think is a great reminder. That even, like you said, even as a follower of Christ, we can get off track and try to mm-hmm. fill our our hole of, of something that we feel is missing with mm-hmm. something other than Jesus. Yeah. And we don't need to look any further than him. Yeah. I just had a thought that I think is important. Um, most of those things, yes, will leave us wanting more, mm-hmm. right? I do think empty religious pursuit mm-hmm. is different. Yeah, I agree with that. Because yeah. I think it does not, it leaves us with a false feeling. Yeah. An assumption that we're okay because we're doing all these religious mm-hmm. things. Yeah. To to your point of that was that was where the Pharisees were. Yeah. They're like, "No, but look look at everything we've done." Yeah. yeah. They did God-like things, but right. not God-filled things. Mm-hmm. Or Christ-filled things. Yeah. And when we do God-like things, we get this false assurance right that we're doing the right thing, you know. I mean, Paul said this. He said, I was Pharisee of the Pharisees. Yeah, the Hebrew of Hebrews. Hebrew of Hebrews. I was, you know, um, circumcised on the eighth day. I mean, I I did everything, mm-hmm. but it was empty. Right. It was formless. It had no no, no substance mm-hmm. to it. But, um, so, I do think there's a difference there, but you're right. Everything else, like, it just won't, we, we get it, and it's like, well, that wasn't it. Yeah. What else? I, that's why I, I've kind of always said, like, it's almost better to be a murderer on death row because mm-hmm. you know you've screwed up yeah. than someone who's a pretty good person who does pretty righteous, yeah. good things according to earthly means. Yeah. Well, and as as jarring as it may be to hear, the Scripture's pretty clear that there there's some really good people mm-hmm. in hell right yeah. now that thought they were doing really good things. Well, Jesus said... Some of you will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, look at what we did in your name. Mm-hmm. And you I will say, I don't even know who yeah, you are. You can't yeah. do God things and not have God. Right. 
and still get what you expect from God. Absolutely. You know? I, I think this is a great transition point. So then if we if we do get God, in order to, quote unquote, protect ourselves from uh, falling into that religious pursuits category, mm-hmm. I think that the final point that you made yesterday yeah. is that that's our safeguard for yeah. us. So t- let's walk us through that. Yeah, yeah. The, that, you know, again, Acts chapter 1, 6 through 8. That you know, so the disciples Jesus ascends. You know, he's with them in the upper room, and they're like, "Okay, cool. So now is when you're yeah, gonna do the kingdom this, thing. This is when we're gonna get all the power stuff, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure James and John were like, "And yep. we're gonna get to sit on your left and your right." Mm-hmm. And all this, you know, it's like, no, that's not it, guys. <laughs> you guys have missed it. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. He says, "You'll be doing the right thing when the Spirit empowers you mm-hmm. to do it." Yeah. And um, and I think I think too. Let, let's not be too hard on the disciples here. Yeah, yeah. That that because like it, try to put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. What they've experienced. Mm-hmm. They lived three years with this man. Mm-hmm. They've learned so much from him. They've seen him do incredible mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. They watched him be murdered. Mm-hmm. Then he rose back mm-hmm. to life. And here he is with him. Yeah. And here he is with them. They yeah. see the scars in his hands. Yeah. They see the scar on his side. And he's teaching them about all of these things that that he wants them to do, and so of course they're going, okay, now this is now yeah. we're this is this what is we were this yeah. is what we we're going to do. Yeah. You called us to be fishers of men. This yeah. now we're going to go do it. Yeah. Sweet, you know. And Jesus kind of turns it on its head and says, yeah. "No, I'm I've got to go to a place to prepare for you." This is John yeah. chapter fourteen, <laughs> right? Um, and, you know that where I am, you can be also. But I'm going to send my helper to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And that helper will come and help you do all these things. Right. Well, that this is that moment, right? Where yeah. he says, no, um, you know, I'm going to ascend to heaven. Right. But there's this, the Spirit is coming. Yeah. And he will empower you yeah. to do all the things that still need to be done. He will empower you to be kingdom representatives mm-hmm. throughout the entire earth. Yeah. Because this kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is of a totally different yeah, um, mentality. Yeah. Well, and you can imagine the disciples' confusion when they see all of these miraculous things mm-hmm. happening, and then Jesus's direction to them is, "Wait. Yeah. I need you to wait. Yeah. But what? Yeah. Jesus, hold on, yeah. man. Like I thought we were about to go out. This yeah. is we're going to do the thing that you've mm-hmm. said we're going to do all along. No, I need you to wait. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a great point because we we either are great at waiting and we never do anything, or <laughs> yeah. We don't want to wait because we want to be busy with other things. Yeah, and we and try to take things in our own that's hands. That's not the yeah. point. Like the point is, we need God. Mm-hmm. We need God to fill us, to empower us, yeah. to give us our our marching orders. Yeah. And I mean, John fifteen, Jesus was pretty clear. Apart from me, you can do nothing. you can do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the Greek. There means nothing. It yeah. doesn't mean you can do a little bit of something. Yeah. It means yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So we need. To be filled with with this, with the, we we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um. How do we do that? Yeah. We do it because we pray. Mm-hmm. We do it because we are in a relationship to our Lord. Yeah. We we wait sometimes. It means we wait sometimes. Yeah. It means we depend on Him. Yeah. So that He can give us the power to do what needs to be done. Yeah. Um. That comes through prayerful obedience. Mm-hmm. That comes through acknowledging, Lord, I can't, but I need you to do it. Yeah. I know you can, so would you? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, one of, one of my, my favorite songs in the whole world, we've sung it here a few times, this song called Sovereign Over Us. And in that first verse, it says, you're working in our waiting, mm-hmm. sanctifying us, when beyond our understanding, you're teaching us to trust. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, that is the Christian life, mm-hmm. that we, we, view, we view inactivity as a bad thing mm-hmm. on our part. When Jesus told the disciples, I need you to wait, just mm-hmm. wait here. And you're not, that's not just passive waiting. That's waiting yeah. in prayer, like yeah. you just said. But when we are waiting on the Lord, God is sanctifying us. He's molding us more into the image of Jesus and teaching us to trust him mm-hmm. even beyond what makes sense to us. Yeah. God, this, this is not how I would do it, Lord. Yeah. But I trust you. I trust that you're good. I trust that you're going to do what you said you would mm-hmm. do. And and I think that that's while that's a that's a really hard tension to hold as a human being because we are people who view inactivity as failure, mm-hmm. but God is saying no, it's not inactivity mm-hmm. in the sense of you're doing nothing. It's inactivity in that you are seeking after me and not just trying to fill up your schedule mm-hmm. with things to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. And. Man, that's that's it's hard to do because I feel sure. I feel that tension because there's there's times where it's like, dang, we should be doing something, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, and yet Jesus is saying, no, you should be doing something, but that doesn't necessarily mean an activity. Yeah, you should be praying. You should be yeah. seeking me. Well, and I, yeah. you know, I think you're you're hitting on the whole reason like we we've been go walking through twenty one days of prayer. Yeah, right? yeah, prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, We've been getting our hearts and our minds and our thoughts and our 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 uh, you know we're getting ourselves prepared right um, you know for for Easter and for what God may do mm. through all that um, we are actively pursuing a relationship with the Lord and acknowledging that we're dependent upon Him yeah um, to fill us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you're right. There, there's absolutely things that we can be doing. Yeah. But the problem is, is the disciples are like, "Hey, we, all right, let's do the kingdom thing now." Yeah. And it's like, no. Right. Not yet. That's, we, that's not not how this your works. way. Yeah, yeah. My way. Right. My way. Get you'll be filled with the Spirit. Then mm-hmm. He'll release you, and you right. you'll do things that are un, unimaginable. Absolutely. I think that's that's the that's the great point is that it's not when when we do wait and when the Holy Spirit does empower mm-hmm. us. Then God does things through us that we never could have even exactly. fathomed on exactly. our own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pentecost comes. Yeah. The Holy Spirit comes. Peter preaches. Right. Three thousand people believe right there mm-hmm. on the spot. Yeah. A few days later, five thousand people come to know the Lord. Yeah. And then it just they got tired of counting. It says, well, every number <laughs> yeah. there were, every day there yeah. were daily there were people there being were people added be, to the yeah. thing. You know That's what I mean? Exactly so right. yeah. it's like. Holy cow! There's just you know, uh, there were there were people in Jerusalem. They're like, Are y'all Galileans? Yeah. What's the y'all deal like with these guys? Yeah. Dumb fishermen, you know? Yeah. And and uh, and but then like we we're captivated by what you're saying. Right. Yeah. They were amazed that these uneducated mm-hmm. they that's what it says yeah, uneducated, uneducated Galileans, Galileans. yeah <laughs> um, because the folks in Galilee were just fishermen yeah they, they were just uneducated. common folk yeah, yeah just common but. And that's who God was using. That's right. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, if we can get out of our own heads, mm. if we can bend our 
knees and bend our hearts to the Lord mm -hmm. and just say, Lord, I want to be used by you. Yeah. But I don't want to do it in my own strength. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll just wait until you, I'll prayerfully wait until mm -hmm. I'm in the right spot and empowered by you. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a lot more effective. Absolutely. Yeah. Than us just trying to beat down the hedges right. ourselves. Yeah. In our own power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because our own power is finite and yeah. his is infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's a good word, man. And that's a good word for me, even to remember. Mm -hmm. You know, I preach the message, but like <laughs> yeah. the Lord preached the message to me. That's right. Too. Um, that I've got a. My relationship with Him is, is, pri is primary. Mm hmm. And then everything else will flow from that. That's right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, here's where we turn it over to you. Um, number one, how can we help you? How, how can we help direct you back towards the Lord? We would love to be able to do that. Um, you can email us at Lafayette First or at the path at lafayettefirst.life, excuse me, the path at lafayettefirst.life. And um, we would love to help you in that. We'd also love to help you, help to equip you to do what God has called you to do. And we have um, some tools here to help work through that. We, we've, we have uh, some plans in place that God has led us to that uh, we can help in that. Also, whatever questions you have, we'd love to help you walk through anything that God may be working into you or speaking to you as you read through scripture. Uh, we'd love to help you walk through those. We'd, we'd love to, for you to contact us. But um, we will continue next week. We're going to celebrate Easter this coming Sunday. So excited to do that. I hope that you're making plans to be involved in all the activities coming up this week. Uh, but until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you'll join us as we continue down the path.